Please pray with me. Father God, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this morning, for this opportunity to gather with your people, Lord, to worship and to praise you. Lord, we, we desire for you to speak to us this morning. Lord, most importantly, we desire for you to be glorified in us. We thank you for the opportunity to remember and celebrate the greatest event in human history, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the cross. Remind us of it this morning and what it means for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please listen as I read from Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Well, today is not a typical day in a worship service here at Meadowbrook Baptist Church, but it is a day that, that we take to remember what Christ has done for us. And so we conclude this summer series on biblical worship by looking to the cross. And we invite all believers uh, in Jesus Christ to celebrate the Lord's Supper or communion with us this morning. But last week, we concluded a study through the Old Testament book of Malachi. And we saw that it ended with a reference to Moses, who represented God's law, and a reference to Elijah, who represented the prophets who proclaimed God's word. The ministries of both, both Moses and Elijah, who were representative of the Old Testament word of God, about the first three-fourths of your Bible, ultimately pointed to the fulfillment of God's plan to save his people. And so for this reason, the Old Testament ends with great anticipation. There's a silent period of over 400 years with no biblical writings. But God had a divine plan to save his people from sin and the effects of sin. And that plan involved the ultimate sacrifice. It involved the sacrifice to which the entire Old Testament sacrificial system pointed. It would be the final and all-sufficient sacrifice because it would be the only perfect sacrifice. All of the Old Testament sacrifices were only temporary, meant to teach God's people about the seriousness of sin before God and the need to be forgiven and cleansed of sin to be right with God. Because of the sinfulness of mankind, none of us can do that. None of us can overcome our own shortcomings on our own. But God, in His grace, came to us, born as a child, lived a perfect, sinless life, all for the purpose of going to the cross and willingly laying down his life, taking the punishment that you and I deserve, and offering us forgiveness and a restored relationship with God. The Bible describes Jesus as the pioneer 
and perfecter of faith. He is the one who, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Although he knew it would be an agonizing death, Jesus endured the cross with joy because he knew that through it, people would be saved. As Jesus approached his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus planned to observe the Passover with his disciples in Jerusalem. And the Passover was the festival in which the Israelites, the Jews, God's people in the Old Testament, remembered God's deliverance of them from bondage in Egypt because they had been obedient to his request to smear the blood across their doorpost. For those that obeyed, the angel of the Lord passed over their homes, sparing them the judgment of God. Listen as I begin Matthew's account of Jesus celebrating Passover with his disciples. Be reading from Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 17. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. Verse 20. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, I'll tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. They were very sad. And began to say to him one after the other, Surely not I, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus answered, Yes, it is you. Don't miss the hand of God in Scripture. As Christians, we believe that the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the central story of God's Word. It is God's Story. He planned it in his sovereignty, which is why the details lined up just as they did. The original Passover happened nearly 1,500 years before the death of Christ, but it was a picture of Jesus Christ. It was no coincidence that it would be during Passover week that Jesus would be sacrificed. Nor was it a coincidence that Jesus knew where he could celebrate Passover, whose house he could celebrate Passover with his disciples. 
Likewise, Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus, but this too was clearly used in the divine plan of God. Jesus ate the Passover meal, likening the bread to his body, which he would graciously allow to be beaten and bruised and broken for sinners such as you and me. Let us remember and celebrate Christ's body that was broken on our behalf. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Father God, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. We thank you for the sacrifice of Christ. We thank you for the punishment that he endured on our behalf that only we deserve. Lord, may we be eternally grateful for it and ever mindful of it. May you be glorified in us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, blood represents sacrifice in Scripture, revealing the price of sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Because we and all mankind have sinned, rebelled against the perfect and holy God, we deserve the judgment of God. We all deserve to die. We deserve the eternal punishment of God because we have sinned against the eternal God. But God has other plans, plans that involve salvation by his grace. Jesus' body was broken for us. And because blood is representative of life, Jesus' death involved his blood being poured out for us. Jesus gave up his life and experienced death so that those who trust in him would experience his life and avoid the fullness of death that he endured. By the sovereign grace of God Almighty, Jesus Christ has become our Passover lamb. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. As such, he gave himself, spilling his blood through his sacrificial death on the cross at Calvary, so that for those who faithfully trust in him, God will pass over them when he carries out his justice and judgment on the wicked at the return of Jesus Christ. For those who know God through Jesus Christ, they will be God's treasured possession and will be spared the judgment of God just as in compassion a man spares a son who serves him. Malachi chapter 3, verse 17. Let us remember and celebrate Christ's blood that was shed on our behalf. Matthew chapter 26, verse 27. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Then Jesus said, I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. 
When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Let's pray together. Father God, once again we come before you thanking you for the sacrifice of Christ. Thanking you, Lord, for the body that was broken and the blood that was poured out as an atonement for us, Lord, for those that trust in you. Lord, we thank you that that because of the blood of Christ, you pass over your children, Lord, sparing them the judgment, sparing us the judgment that we deserve, and instead giving us eternal life in you, joy in you. Lord, I pray that, that even today this would be a joyous day, a day of celebrating what you have done for us. And may you hear our praises now as we sing a hymn of celebration to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We just sang about rejoicing before the throne of God and singing praises to God forevermore. And those that have responded to the person and work of Jesus Christ by trusting in Christ for salvation will be singing praises to God forevermore. We will go out and leap like calves released from the stall, Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, because we will realize the depths from which we have been saved. We all deserve death, judgment, and the wrath of God, yet followers of Jesus Christ will instead receive forgiveness and salvation and a restored relationship with God the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we will enjoy the presence of God forever in the paradise that God has created and is creating for his people. But friends, this is only true for those who know Jesus Christ. For those who do not will be told, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. You cannot experience forgiveness before God and eternal life with God, apart from trusting in Jesus Christ and his death for your salvation. And we have spent the summer here at Meadowbrook seeking to know God through biblical worship, through the picture of worship laid out in God's word. And just as we sang about earlier this morning, worship begins and ends with the declaration that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Our worship must be centered on Jesus Christ. So are you worshiping Jesus Christ today? Is He the central character in your worship and in your life? Because he gave his life so that you could enjoy his life, have you given your life to him? Have you responded in love to his great love for you? Have you trusted in Christ for salvation? Do you believe that the scriptures are true that say that that he willingly and graciously gave his life, gave of himself as the all-sufficient sacrifice for sin? Are you living for Jesus Christ today. And we're going to take the next few few minutes and we are going to joyfully respond in celebrating the death, 
and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And so we'll take this time together to sing about the grace of God that's greater than our sin, that that has been poured out through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you've never responded to that truth, if you've never trusted in Christ for salvation, for forgiveness, for new life, for a restored relationship with God, then you do that now. You cry out to Him today in your sin, repenting of your sin, and trusting in Him for salvation. He is the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. And if God has led you on that path to make that decision this morning, then this is an appropriate time to respond, not only individually, but before the church and and coming to let us know of the way that God is working in your life. Or maybe God has led you to make some other decision, perhaps be a part of this church or, or recommit your life to him, then you come and you let us know that during this time. I'll be available down front. Father, we rejoice that we can boldly proclaim that truth today. Father, we thank you that as your children, you promise to never leave us and never forsake us. And we hold on to that promise as we leave this place today. May your peace go before us. May your watch care guide our every step, our every thought, our every word, our every deed, that we might truly be the salt and light that you have called us to be in this world. Father, grant us your peace as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace.